Welcome to another Clock Tower Recap. I'm your host, and Dungeon Master, Ellie. This recap will cover the events of Episode 8 through Episode 13. This arc was pretty heavy, both morally and emotionally. So, please, as always, put your mental health first. Our show will be here whenever you're ready. With that said, the agents were divided after their last mission, but with no visible alternatives, they stepped through the mirror and into their next mission. They found themselves in the strange but very beautiful jungle, and, following the sound of drums, quickly made their way to the city of Duran, which seemed to be in the middle of a giant festival throughout the entire city. Rock is whisked away into the party by a nice girl. I might have some flyers. I'm, I'm not gonna... As the others agree to split up, exploring the place themselves. Through different ways, the group learned about the city and its generous customs. In Duran, there was no currency. Everything was a gift. A system of good faith that everyone would be cared for and have what they needed. The celebration was an annual one to remember the day the stranger brought the knowledge of the jungle to the child of Duran. Jaeger is almost robbed by a gang of misfits who reference a custom in Duran stating that those who give nothing when they come here are free game to have everything taken from them. So Jaeger happily gives the leader his hat as soon as the leader mentions liking it. Put off that Jaeger had apparently avoided their attack by following their ways so quickly, the gang left dejected, but not before Sam could see the entire conversation from a place of hiding. As the group left, Jaeger outwardly expressed his contempt for them. And Sam, still hurt from Jaeger's words in the tower, acknowledges that even in a place like this, Jaeger hasn't changed. No, you haven't changed. Reagan sees someone who looks incredibly similar to Lawrence, with the same striking blue hair, being chatted up by Oscar the Great. Oscar the Great. Adventure renowned and battle extraordinaire. Or so he says. Regan learns that the blue haired person is now named Lily and swoops in to save them from the conversation with Oscar the Great. Talk to me later. I'm really great. And he looks down. As if maybe he doesn't believe that he's great. After an awkward exchange of words, Regan realizes that Lily also has some connection to the same entity that Lawrence did. Realizing that they could be the source of information down the road, at the cost of a clock tower coin, of course. For the rest of the night, the agents enjoy Duran and the festivities that it provides. Notably, Rock finds a shopkeeper who trades necklaces and is more than happy to give Rock a necklace, as well as an extra one for someone else. Jaeger spends his night in a tavern, swapping stories with adventurers about the jungle of opportunity and the monsters that it holds within. Reagan helps out around Duran, befriending a few shopkeeps and learning the ways of the city. Sam, as they explore the city, overhears a group of adventurers trying to console their friend as he's having a panic attack at the loss of his wife on their last mission. What strikes Sam as odd is that the rest of the man's friends don't seem to remember his wife at all. In fact... As Sam tries to talk to the man, he slowly seems to forget her as well. So much so that by the end of the conversation, he has no idea why he started talking to Sam in the first place. After a long night that has caught up with some of the agents in the morning, Rock, Jaeger, and Reagan express their high opinion of Duran, while Sam completely disagrees. <sighs> this place is terrible. However, Sam did find a lead. Apparently, the aforementioned adventurers had been on a mission to the Star Cave, and whatever happened to the man's wife happened on the way there. The agents then start to make their way to the local cartographer, 
And after a brief interaction with one of the locals of Duran, Rock receives a hug. After which, several of the agents note that some experiences feel like the first time, even though they know they've done those things before. Sam sees Lily in the distance and goes to speak with them. Sam then hands them a clock tower coin, and after getting little to no information from the rude entity that inhabits the sweet person before them, Sam continues speaking with Lily, and as a gift, they give Sam a necklace with a sapphire owl pendant. They make it to the cartographer, who is an eccentric man. It's a really good scene. If you get the time, you should go listen to it. But for our story now, the cartographer hands them a map and sends them on their way. After only asking for some small trinket when they return from their trip. The agents begin their journey to the Star Cave, avoiding many pitfalls and mistakes along the way with the help of the cartographer's map. On the way to the Star Cave, they come across a chasm that is inhabited by an otherworldly huge serpent whose scales are translucent and shine like glass. The snake claims to be a keeper of knowledge. There are those who call me a keeper of knowledge. And the agents realize that it also acts as a sort of bridge across the chasm. And they have to answer its questions in order to cross. The snake seems to be testing them. Why are you here? Asking questions about who they are and why they're here. Rock makes it across no problem. And before Jaeger crosses the bridge, Sam apologizes for the harsh words they exchanged in the tower. I'm sorry for what I said back at the tower. I wasn't, I had a lot going through my mind, and just don't die. Jaeger, ever stoic, nods, and a slight acknowledgement, perhaps not able to bring himself to say the same, and then attempts to cross the bridge, and much to his own confusion, almost plummets to the chasm below, only to be saved by Sam, who catches him, and with the help of Reagan, pulls him to safety. Having failed the serpent's initial test, the two parties exchange in a game of riddles, until the serpent asks, Where did you all come from? To which Jaeger replies, All I can think is, we came here from the clock tower. And makes it across the bridge, safely. Sam, however, falls into the chasm. Reagan scrambles to catch them, but isn't worried when Sam falls. But I know I'll see him again soon. And is permitted to cross. Upon crossing, Sam is forgotten by everyone except for Jaeger. And the agents stumble blindly into the forest of twilight. And quickly wake up on the couch in the clock tower. After spending some time on the couch, the agents' fractured minds are healed. And they start to remember Sam, who isn't there. Confused and angry, they reset the mission. The entire crew rushes to get answers from the entity. The entity answers truthfully, but perhaps not completely. Annoyed, they seem to give the team the bare minimum of information needed. Rock tries to find more information on his own, talking to his shopkeeper friend, who explains more about the city of Duran and how it was built around the statue that depicts the stranger giving the orb of knowledge to the child of Duran. Reagan and Rock decide to inspect the statue, but given its size, Rock must lift Reagan onto his shoulders to get a closer look at the orb. 
As they're inspecting the orb, Rock notices a small crowd forming around them and has the idea to play their strange actions off as a performance and very vehemently tells Reagan to dance. The crowd seems intrigued. However, when Reagan grabs the orb to further inspect it, Rock is unable to hold him up any longer and both of them come crashing down as the orb shatters. When it does, Reagan soon discovers that within the orb was a clock tower coin, alluding that the stranger and the knowledge of the jungle itself might be connected to the clock tower. The crowd isn't angry at the desecration of the statue, merely disappointed that the orb was broken. None of them even seemed to notice that the coin was held within. Realizing the possible connection, the agents go to offer the coin to the serpent in exchange for Sam. Their offer is immediately rejected. But as I do not have the messenger, there is no reason to pay for a message. And Reagan, with an air of disdain, clicks the pocket watch, recalling the entire team, well, recalling the three of them, back to the clock tower. In the tower, the agents register that the serpent will only trade Sam for Lily so that it can acquire the knowledge held by the entity that guides them. The stakes of the situation weigh heavy on all of their souls. Rock feels devastated by the loss of Sam, having become attached to their fellow agents like family. He feels that they have run out of options and that sacrificing Lily is the only concrete way of getting Sam back. Furthermore, Rock is concerned about the state that Sam is in. They have no idea what pain or agony they are currently suffering through and wants to save his fellow agent as quickly as possible. They truly and wholeheartedly, however foolishly, believe that this is the only way. Jaeger, on the other hand, turns post-haste to the thought of violence and will take back Sam by force if need be. However, some part of him is unsure that killing the snake will even save them. Reagan is torn. They in no way want to harm Lily, but they're desperate to save Sam. Suffice to say, the group is conflicted about what they should do next, but they return to Duran all the same. Reagan talks to Lily straight away, trying to convince them of their importance in saving their friend. Lily doesn't understand and retreats from Reagan, but not before Jaeger pulls out a coin to ask the entity a couple questions. Jaeger is informed that if they kill the creature, everyone it has taken will be released, including Sam. The group reconvenes, exchanging information gained both from Lily and the serpent. All of them now know that if they destroy the snake, they'll get Sam back. But Rock has their own issues with this new knowledge, however. They worry that if they harm the creature, that it will in turn harm Sam. And the group is again conflicted. Taking initiative, Rock goes forward to gain information about Lily. To start their plan on capturing Lily, if they fail to convince her. Rock returns and informs Reagan of his plan, handing Reagan a necklace that would be used to lure Lily in a supposed abduction. The group is, thankfully, interrupted by none other than Oscar the Great, who remarks on how sad Jaeger and Rock look, admonishing on how they need a friend. You, you two lonely bastards look like you could use a friend. He offers them both the hug of a lifetime, and the boys agree. Reagan throws the necklace on the ground and runs off in a last-ditch effort to try and persuade Lily into joining their cause. This attempt works. Lily remembers things they cannot possibly remember, 
events that have not happened yet and may never happen. And Lily wants to help, but they're not sure if they can. They were never an adventurer and they have no knowledge of what it would take. In their mind, they're an ordinary person. Still, they agree to go with the group all the same, and all of them venture together into the jungle of opportunity for the last time. Unlike their other trips, this time, on the way to the eventual confrontation with the creature, the group converses with their new traveling partner. In a fireside chat, Lily explains that though they have strange nightmares about being lost in a row of grandfather clocks and being pursued by a nightmarish owl, they're just an ordinary person. Regan sits quietly, attentively listening, and Jaeger chimes in, recalling that his path to the clock tower was rife with hardship and strife, and everything he possesses now he had to struggle to obtain, fighting his way tooth and nail to where he stands now. Remembering those dusty plains causes Jaeger to ponder the what-ifs of their current predicament. I'm scared. What if we don't get them now? What if we... What if we end up... But he is quickly cut off by rock. We don't focus on the what-ifs. We get him back. That's it. Nothing else. The next morning, the group reaches the serpent's chasm. As the creature crawls from the depths it resides in, Lily is frightened and confused. As Reagan shields them, Rock steps up, proclaiming that they are here to press forward with the deal, explaining that they've brought with them a keeper of knowledge. Before completing said trade, however, Rock demands proof that Sam is alright. The snake tells Rock that the group will just have to trust its word, and with the obvious upper hand, proceeds to use Sam's voice to taunt the group. Jaeger is visibly provoked, Rock putting an arm out to stop his fellow agent from attacking while Lily asks the group what Rock means by trade. Rock turns to Reagan with a look that says, you tell them, or I will. Reagan turns over a clock tower coin in their hand as they turn over the situation in their mind. Then, in a heroic stand, Reagan flips the coin up and proclaims that they want everyone, shocking both the snake and his fellow agents. You will misguided attempts at heroism. You're going to lose you any chance you have your friend. No. The serpent retreats into the ever-present fog. Rock explodes into an astonished rage as Reagan flicks the coin in their hand into the endless chasm. The creature rejects the coin as it's launched back towards the group, landing in front of Lily. Immediately, Lily is enthralled by the presence of the coin but makes no move to pick it up, standing a bit too close to the chasm's edge. Through the chaotic dialogue that takes place, Rock commands the other agents to back away from the ledge, and Reagan steps away from Lily's side, leaving them alone on the edge. After a brief but noticeable silence, the snake explodes out of the fog, grabbing Lily in its massive maw and dragging them into the chasm. The snake now possessed the knowledge it had been seeking, realizing quickly and disastrously that it was far too much for even it to process. The snake screamed and thrashed in a sort of cosmic agony. Writhing around in the chasm below, it slammed its massive head down in front of the agents. And with its dying breaths, the agents see an owl made of starlight reflected in the creature's eyes. 
It slides unceremoniously and shatters into pieces on the chasm's floor below. As the fog clears, the crew sees that they have indeed freed Sam and countless others the snake had taken over what could only be centuries, all except for Lily. I can confidently say that when the group returned, they were far from okay. Sam remembers nothing, making it even more confusing when Jaeger pulls them into a hug and whispers how sorry he is, apologizing to more than just Sam. Reagan sees the charcoal sketch on the wall added to the collection and proceeds to rip it into small pieces. But as soon as they look back, it's returned, back where he took it from. It's either a trophy or a never-ending reminder. I suppose it depends on how you look at it. Rock turns to Sam and utters the words, Welcome back. As they get up to start the next mission, Jaeger follows Rock through the mirror while Reagan and Sam check Sam's pockets for Lily's necklace and are both disappointed to find that it's gone, just like everything else. Everyone they've ever met, every world they've ever been to, when it's over, all they have left is a trophy and a new mission. Sam tries to ask Reagan what happened, but by the end of the conversation, it's left with more questions than answers. And Reagan leads Sam, arm over their shoulder, into the mirror to begin their next mission. Finally reunited, the agents are greeted by a macabre parade of shambling figures, dancing in some sort of twisted funeral procession, depositing countless coffins onto the pile that makes up the throne of... Skeleton King! Thanks for listening to another Clock Tower recap. If you're just joining us, thanks for being here. And if this is the first thing of Clock Tower you've ever listened to... Go back and listen to the other two recaps, and this one will make a lot more sense. I hope that all of you are just as excited for the new episode as we are. Skeleton King was a lot of fun to produce on the episode as much as it was fun to DM. It's a little bit of a change of pace from everything else we've done, but in the end, I think it'll be really, really good. Also, as the Clock Tower's gift to all of our fans, everybody who's listened, uh, we're coming out with a special Christmas post show, a special edition of Clocking Those Towers that's free for everybody to listen to and you don't have to be on our patreon to get it that episode will be out when will that episode be out same day as skeleton king oh it is coming out okay um skeleton king and the new christmas post show will both be out on december 25th next friday we also have a new clock tower album coming out soon do we have a date for that week after second episode of skeleton king the next clock tower album will drop the week after skeleton king second week after skeleton king the week after the second episode of skeleton king the week after the second episode of skeleton king which i think is early january yes yeah the album is titled music from the clock tower volume two that's it right yeah yeah bet it just chronicles the music from duran and skeleton king so we're all really looking forward to that album <laughs> also if you want to hang out with the cast and crew of Clock Tower, because we're so cool, we're not. We're, so, we're a bunch of nerds. We're a bunch of nerds. Uh, we made a Discord, and we'd love for you to join it. We have regular watch parties where you can come watch the episodes with us uh, as they come out. Um, and also, I think this is a great time to thank our community that we already have. Uh, we might be small, but I 
can sincerely say I appreciate every single one of you. If you listen to the show, thank you. And if, if you listen to the recaps, thank you. I appreciate you. Any amount of time you spend on this show is... It means a lot to me. We work really hard on this show. Long hours, and I, I know people don't take very many podcasts seriously, but it's not easy. And I also want to say welcome to everybody who is joining. I look forward to meeting you, and hope you have fun. Also, please, 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 please follow us on all of our social medias. With the, those little numbers, every time they go up, it makes me smile. No matter how rough the day has been doing art or working on anything or trying to find the motivation to work on anything, every time we get a new follower, it means something to us. So if you haven't already, visit our website, clocktoweragent.com. We have a bar where you can go visit every single social media we have and just like and follow. I, I know it doesn't seem like much. I know it's hard to find the time sometimes in the busy day that is this world, but uh, it makes us happy. So... If you do, thanks. We really appreciate it. Um, I'm really not sure what else to say. Um, I hope everybody has a happy holiday, uh, especially for those that might be having a rough time. We say it in the beginning of one of our episodes, but I don't mind saying it again. If the holiday season is rough for you, I'm glad you're listening to this. I'm glad that hopefully we can make you laugh, and I'm, I'm sorry Duran was so heavy. Believe me, Skeleton King's better. I'm not gonna eat the hot pepper. 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 Uh, Ellie, I think we forgot something. <sighs> time, time's ticking. See you in the clock tower. <laughs>